all knights of the road are now called into session for the Recruiter Roundtable. The Recruiter Roundtable is in session. Tim Ashoff, good morning. Good morning, Dave. Great to be back on the show. It is great to have you back. Um, you know, early on, uh, all eyes were on trucking. They still are to a great degree. And um, um, truckers hailed as heroes for uh, getting um, the supplies that had been just stripped from the shelves and the uh, grocery stores. And the the general uh, uh, perception, and of course, perception is not always reality, was that trucking is doing just fine, going gung-ho. Even the government uh, got involved with the uh, emergency extension uh, and, and, and all of that stuff. Uh, but when the smoke cleared, so to speak, uh, it was pretty quickly discovered that, hey, wait a minute. They're not making stuff in factories anymore. The cars are not coming out. The oil industry is just clamping down. And it wasn't long before even the general public and the general media picked up the uh, the, the note that trucking was suffering greatly, just pretty much like everybody else. Is, is that a pretty good assessment of where we might be right now? I think it, what it, it really showing is that depending on what segment of the industry you're in, you could really be suffering or you could be um, doing you know fairly well given what still is happening as far as people, what are they purchasing and where are they purchasing it. So to, to your point, uh, if you're hauling um, you know food, consumer packaged goods, uh, the necessities as they say, that did really ramp up and has stayed you know pretty pretty strong. If you're relying on imports or auto parts hauler or you know general retail uh, places that shut down, yeah, it's it's a real challenge. Restaurant service businesses, those types of things, it's been a real real challenge in those industries. And unfortunately, we we know a lot of drivers have even lost jobs in those industries or had pay cuts or otherwise. So uh, I, I think after the smoke cleared, it it really showed that by segment of the industry, there was a, a huge variance in the effect it had. Yeah, you know, um, earlier this week, uh, the report and, and the number that they always throw out a number and you kind of it's give or take, but they were using a, a figure of about 130,000 auto workers going back to work. Um, I, I forget who it was. I don't know what what uh, Detroit uh, label was actually putting out cars on Monday, but somebody actually started up the, the assembly lines on Monday. So uh, that is starting to ramp up. And, of course, it takes a while for it to get to those uh, car haulers, and it takes a while for the parts people coming in on the other end uh so it's coming back, but it's going to be a, a, a longer, slower return than we have seen in the past. Bob Costello, of course, released the um, the index from ATA uh, yesterday afternoon. We ran through that this morning. And, you know, generally speaking, we, we've gone through recessions. I mean, you know, those are regularly occurring events. Uh, to one degree or another, you know. Uh, but usually when the recession ends, first off, the trucking industry feels it first before anybody even knows there's a problem. Uh, certainly 2008 is a good example of that. And then uh, when you come back, it's a fairly quick ramp up for everybody, trucking included. Looks like this ramp up is going to be more of a little slope than a ramp in a, in a sense. Yeah, you know, that's uh, very likely the case in certain segments, again, of the industry, as we're seeing, even as these uh, you know, factories and other things are coming online. I know, you know talking with our truck manufacturer, uh, 
they're back online, but they're really only going to be able to produce at 60% of capacity because of some of the things they need to do with their workforce on social distancing in the factories. And some of it's, you know, immediate, initially challenges in getting parts from different suppliers and other things. So it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy, bumpy road here for a, for a little while, but hopeful that uh, as more and more uh, people get back to work and industries open up that, uh, you know, that'll speed up um, as we get a couple months out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I mentioned in the introduction uh, that some carriers are, are hiring in this environment, um, is that important to do? Is it? And, and if it is, why is it important to continue to hire drivers in this current environment? Yeah, I, I think it is important uh, for a couple of reasons. One, just to you know, to keep your business operating normally, uh, you, you have to always have certain functions that are going on, and one of them is just, you know trying to maintain your good, talented workforce. And and in any environment, you're going to lose a few people, um, you know, every week, especially if you're a bigger company like us. So you need to continue to replace those people with good, talented people, and and keep that sense of normalcy for your business. Um, the other thing is, you know, as I mentioned, there's different segments of the industry that were stronger than others. And, and we're very fortunate that, you know, 95% of our business is foodstuffs and consumer packaged goods, the, the real necessities. So we actually had strong demand and, and, and continue to be uh, doing really well from a freight perspective from our, our customers right now. So we needed to, to continue to hire to meet our customer demands, which was then ultimately meeting, you know, America's demands um, and during this time. So it, it is that piece of, the, of, of what we're hearing about, hey, truckers, you know, supply America, uh, we needed to ensure we had you know good drivers to continue to have for our customers to be able to, to to supply America with those necessities. So we were fortunate we're in a segment of the industry that remained busy, and and we're seeing you know actually really pretty busy right now. We we divide our our network we call it into six zones, and and this morning you know four out of our six zones were were overbooked, and the other two were about even with the number of loads with the number of, of dri- available drivers we have, and and so that's been good. And it's not that, you know, just even in normal times, you have pockets. You might have a little area that's a little bit shorter and one that's really strong. And days of the week, you know, we got a holiday weekend coming up. Um, you know, that freight generally slows on a holiday weekend because some plants shut down for tooling. People are off for the Memorial Day holiday. So so there is that normalcy out there, even though we might forget about that right now. Um, but generally, we've been doing well. And so we need, uh, you know, good drivers to continue to supply our customers. Yeah, you know, uh, not to get way off on a tangent, but we sem- we seem we tend to focus everything on COVID now, and everything that happens is directly COVID related. But folks kind of forget that. Wait a minute, there are still the everyday things that continue to go on day after day. So a holiday weekend is a holiday weekend, no matter what's going on. Uh, it's going to have a, a, an effect. Places are going to close. So things are going to get retooled or whatever they need to do. And they can't be open and do that at the same time. Um, let me ask you, this is kind of a hard question here. And, and, and you know what? If it's going to be hard, why don't we double down and make it a two, two-parter? two um, First off, <laughs> right? Let's go for broke here. Uh, bring it on. Ten, bring it on. Yeah, really, really. Okay, I'll take door number two here. What is the job market like for drivers right now? I know that's a really overarching, wide-open question. What is the job market like for drivers right now? And the other question, this is the hard one. Have you adjusted any of the factors that you guys look for when you are actually hiring a driver for Crete, Schaefer, or Hunt? 
Yes, um, you, you know the, the job market is overall, as I you know as I mentioned, we're still hiring. As I as I benchmark with others in the industry, is as I think you know other companies are still wanting to hire. Um, they may not be hiring at the pace they had hired in the past, and I think all of us. Um, this goes to the second part of your question. We're we're, we're probably being uh, a little bit more particular about who we hire, and you know so for us, for example, we've always hired essentially mostly experienced good. Um, quality drivers have over-the-road experience primarily. Um, we, we focus even more on that. Um, what's your experience? And and are limiting uh, quite greatly the number of drivers that need to come on that are having need any training uh, for a couple of reasons. One, there's there's a lot of good quality experienced drivers that that are out there because they were maybe in a part of the industry that's not as busy. And two, you know, we want to work and and have make sure everybody's safe. So when you're doing training. Um, you know, putting two drivers in, in one truck that aren't normally with each other, um, we're taking a lot more precautions on that, so we can't necessarily be as efficient or effective with that. And then, you know, we respect our trainers. We have a group of trainers that will say, hey, just, just while this COVID's going on, we, we don't necessarily want to train right now, so let's wait and let's see how that plays out. So, you know, trainer availability for companies isn't as, as great there as well. So if you're a new entrance to the industry and, and need a lot of training, it's it's probably harder right now, even though some schools are closed. Um, but if you're an experienced driver with a good safety record, I think there's still a lot of opportunity out there for you. You know, um, it, it is really a, quite a incredible situation that we're in right now. In in regards to a team drivers and or a driver slash trainer in a truck, the CDC, I guess it was last week, um, and I will say at long last, uh, came out with a. Uh, pretty long list uh, checklist of what to do to protect yourself as a driver and to protect drivers as a company. And one of the things they brought up, uh, one of the things they, they recommend from the CDC, and I know you saw this, well, if you have two people in a truck, put a plexiglass divider between them, you know, and okay, that's easy to do. Um, uh, and then as one driver pointed out to me, though, that's all fine and good if you can do it. But what about the bunk? You know, it's illegal to use the top bunk on the road as the truck is going. So those drivers, if that truck continues to roll, they're going to both have to use the same bunk. So, um all of the efforts to keep them safe, quote unquote, in the seats breaks down as soon as one of them's in the bunk and one of them's generally going to be in that bunk. So, man, you know, you're really uh, trying to uh, it's really a conundrum all the way around, isn't it? It is, and that's why I think, uh, as I mentioned, you're just seeing less people do that training because yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's very, it's 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 difficult to provide, um, you know, to follow those guidelines from a practical aspect. Um, and so, you know, teams that are together regularly, they've been together all the time. We have a lot of husband and wife teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're going to be together anyway. They're fine. Um, they they've been they're they're happy to be out on the road and and are doing you know taking care of themselves. I talk to them and they're they're taking their good precautions as as other drivers are. You know. I have been so proud of just all the drivers in the industry. I've talked to other companies, too. The number uh, of positives amongst the driving force out there is well below you know, the percentage of positives, at least as I hear at companies, of the general public. So so proud of the precautions that our drivers are taking and taking care of themselves. And, and then of our industry partners, our shippers, our receivers, our truck stops that have been doing you know extra work to ensure our drivers are safe out there. So uh, so far, so good, and, and we're hopeful we can stay that way. You know, I was uh, proud that when the 
CDC guidelines came out for drivers, we looked at them and we essentially said, yeah, we're essentially doing that. So yeah, we're, we're in yeah. good shape. So I yeah. think, you know, a lot of companies have been really proactive in, in protecting the driving force. Uh, one of the things, of course, that we hear from all quarters now is uh, stability. Uh, is you, you mentioned the restaurant industry. There are a lot of restaurants, some of them really big, really famous ones that aren't going to come back. I mean, it's just that simple. There are a lot of folks who are not going to be able to come back. Um, so in this environment, Tim, are you hearing questions from drivers about the stability of Crete? You know, we are, and, and we're actually, you know, we think it's a question that drivers should be asking really in any environment because you, you never know what tomorrow brings. And, and certainly here at Creek Carrier, we've been proud to be, you know, debt-free for, you know, over 50 years, um, that we are in a part of the industry that we feel is, we always we always call it, well, we think we're recession-proof. You know, everyone's going to need food. Everyone's going to need consumer packaged goods. Uh, and I think maybe what we're seeing is that this is also a good way to, to ensure you can have a stable environment for your employees when there is a pandemic as well because people are still going to need food and consumer packaged goods during that time. So really understanding from a company not only their financial well-being um, overall, but but what's your wherewithal through the ups and downs that normally happen in the industry or if we have a shock like this. And and thankfully, uh, again, we're in a segment of the industry that, that, that gets through these uh, types of shocks uh, really reasonably well compared to others. So yeah, we are getting a lot of those questions. Hey, what do you haul? Who are your customers? Do you own all your trucks? Um, you know, do, do I need to be concerned about the 401k plan? Are you still doing 401k? Are you doing matching? Are you doing profit sharing? Uh, a lot of really good questions that, you know, quite frankly, I think drivers should be asking no matter um, what the economic and, or pandemic environment is. Yeah, in fact, I was going to say those are really good questions, and you are absolutely right. But that kind of stuff kind of gets pushed along the side in, in good times, in normal times, if you will. Uh, and it kind of rises to the surface, but it should never go below the surface when you're looking for a new job, making a change, because those things are critical, and you sure don't want to have any surprises later on, that's for sure. Um, well, this is the Recruiter's Roundtable, so pay must be part of the conversation, as you are well aware. So what is your approach to driver pay, uh, and is it different now than it was, say, three months ago? And have you changed anything regarding pay as the uh, as this recession got underway, and yeah, we are calling it a recession now. And you know, um, you know us. I think the, the driving force knows us. You know, Crete, we're very const constant. And we're very transparent. So you know, our our goal is to be open with how driver gets paid. Um, there, there's not a lot of gotchas or, or hidden requirements. We're very straightforward on mileage pay. You know, do have a bonus program that only has you know two requirements: uh, safety and productivity. Uh, and so we've just stayed the course, which you know, again, that kind of goes to the stability. Uh, we ha we have good stable freight. Uh, we have good stable financial ability. So I know other companies have cut driver pay, have maybe cut hours or cut miles. You know, pay is, is rate of pay, but also the miles you're getting. Um, you know, we've been fortunate that, you know, we, we're in a stable industry, is a segment of the industry where we still have, um, you know, good miles. Now, as I mentioned before, we had some really great weeks. Uh, March, for example, we had some of our best weeks ever for miles for our drivers uh, just because of what was going on in pantry stocking and things. April uh, dropped back a little bit because uh, of that, um, you know, stocking that one on in April is generally a little smaller month 
month anyway. You have Easter and some other normal things that happen. May, we've been back and back to, to normal again. So, um, you know, pay is two components. It's that rate of pay plus the miles. So um, we haven't changed really either one of those uh, during those times, which, again, that's that's our goal. Try to be as constant for our team members as we can, no matter what the what's going on in the rest of the environment. Yeah, boy, if you can get back to normal, that is a win-win all the way around at this point, is it not? It is, and you know, as I mentioned, 95% of our business is stuff that that moves no matter what's going on. That other 5%, we are even seeing that. You know, we have a couple of clothing retailers that are open back up, and we're seeing loads from them. Had a small manufacturing uh, facility that we did some business out of that hadn't really, you know, don't do a lot of that manufacturing um, type freight, but uh, they're back up and running, so that freight's back to normal. So that's good to see, uh, not just because of uh, for our business, but it's good to see for America that the those things are coming back. You know, we talk about pay, um, but again, again, you know, perceptions change and we're in a different situation now than we were, say, at the end of the year. Um, Health care coverage um, obviously has risen to the top of the, hey, what do you got list. Uh, what are some of the benefits and programs you guys have in place now to help drivers? And not just the drivers, but one of the things you guys uh, are, are uh, you know, known for is taking care of the families, too. Absolutely. You know, I guess so. so one of the things we did right away um, when this started is said, hey, we understand that there's a chance that you could be impacted by, by COVID. So we, we added an additional uh, 14 days of, of pay, leave pay, that if, if you needed to go out and be off the road because of something COVID related, um, we'd have that available for you, for you and for your family. So whether it's you were directly impacted, maybe you had to be quarantined because you were being tested, or if it's you had a family member at home, um, that maybe you tested positive and you need to be there with them we, and, and quarantined with them, uh, we, we offered that pay. But then, you know, health care is so important, making sure that we had a health care network across the country to have providers for uh, anyone that may need it. But then also telehealth. We already had telehealth as mm-hmm. a service under our plan. But we opened up and made that free for our drivers and our family and the family members that are on that plan in order that, uh, you know, if they had other health care needs, not even necessarily COVID related, we do, life does go on, other health care needs come on, but they didn't want to go to their doctor's office or their doctor's office wasn't accepting in-person visits. They could go out and get that, that telehealth and without, without cost. And so those were important things we think we needed to do to keep our, our team members and their family members healthy and safe. And then another thing that I think people realized out there is, uh, you know, there's other benefits that come into play in situations like this. You know, we have short-term disability that we provide to everyone. Uh, as I mentioned, we've had very few drivers. We've only had, uh, I think, nine out of our 5,700-plus drivers have tested positive for COVID, so very, wow. very low rate. Wow. But a couple of those, have, yeah, yeah, a couple of those have been out for, you know, three, four weeks, and now they're getting to that point where, um, you know, the, the, the leave and other things that we have uh, is still helping them. Them, and now they're qualifying for that short-term disability because uh, they may be out a couple more weeks before they can come back to work. So having that program there for them, having that safety net, not just for them, but them ability to support their family, that doesn't necessarily seem important to a driver maybe in, in other times or when I'm looking at my job because no one are, no one's really thinking about, hey, there may be a day that for a health reason I have to be off the road for 30 or more days. What do you have to help me for that? You know, we have those programs for our drivers and we always have. 
Mm, yeah, wow, that is that is something. That is something. You know, you and I have talked about telemedicine in uh, in past uh, conversations, and that is rapidly becoming the standard thing, trucking or not. Um, uh, a lot of uh, brick and mortar clinics are going telemedicine for folks who could easily drive there and go into the waiting room. COVID notwithstanding, uh, that is not a second rate way to do. Uh, Medicine, uh, that is becoming like the go-to for a lot of uh, places. You guys have been well ahead of that curve, you know? We do think it is a great benefit. We do think you can get quality care um, uh, via telemedicine and particularly, again, driving force out there across the country uh, conveniently and timely because, uh, you know, sometimes the worst thing you can do about a health issue is put, it, is put off um, getting it taken care of. And, and sometimes we put it off because, like, oh, I don't want to take the time to make an appointment, go sit in that waiting room, or uh, I'll wait till I get to my home time to do that. Um, you know, the, better, the more you can handle that health issue right up front, generally the better you're going to be off and the healthier you're going to stay. That goes way against my uh, motto, Tim. I always say don't put off until tomorrow what you can put off until the day after tomorrow. But <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, some of us are harder learners than others, but eventually we all come around, right? <laughs> That's right. Sooner or later, one way or the other. Tim, as always, a great pleasure talking with you. Thanks for the insight here this morning, and uh, you guys be safe. Thank you for having me on, and yes, yeah, safe, uh, safe travels to everyone out there, and, and have a great rest of the week. Tim Ashoff, everybody. That's the Recruiter Roundtable, and of course, Tim is the uh, President COO of Crete Carrier, uh, which of course includes Schaefer and Hunt Transportation.